Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Pastor Linda Jones. She was born in the beautiful area of of Trinidad, Port of Spain. In the West. Probably at least 20 years ago. And then she... (laughs) Thank you. She embarked on an adventure, and this adventure called her life. Linda has, has authored a book called Soul Survivor, and she has identified for us principles mm-hmm. that allow you to create and live a life that you love. Welcome to Live On Purpose Radio, Linda. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Jenkins. It's a joy to be here. I am so you. So pleased that you accepted the invitation. We've worked for a while to make this happen. Yes, we did. Yeah, yes. But have you noticed this, Linda? Stuff happens. Life happens. You get going in life and then and things happen. And you don't always choose what those things right. are. Right. You don't have control over that. Your life, I, as I read your book, Linda, I, I've discovered a common principle that I've seen with a lot of other mm-hmm. inspiring people. Mm-hmm. And that is that as life happens and as life hands you, whatever it is you didn't sign up for, mm-hmm. you get to apply principles to continue to move forward. That's right. Would you take just a moment to explain, you pick the word survivor mm-hmm. for the title of your book and for many of your programs uh-huh. that you coach and, and train on. Talk to us about what that word means to you mm-hmm. and what it's taught you in your life. Well, to survive, well, I started with the meaning of the word survive, and it's made up of two words, sir, and which means over and vive, to live. That means you over, you overlive, you, out, you outlive something. And mm-hmm. um, it means that you, what others would, might have succumbed to, yes. you you outlive that. And for me, that is one, one step of success. And one of the things that always grabbed me that even though people say, well, that's, you really should be seen thriving, but you really have to survive in order to thrive, that you have to get to that first place. And you've never heard of the Holocaust victims. You hear of Holocaust survivors. Mm. They survived. The victims, they died. And didn't share their stories. They don't have their story. You have cancer survivors, cancer victims are in the grave. And right. so you, in order to, to make past some, like you said, situations, we, can't, we don't pick them. Life comes and hands you. But you have to decide. You have to make a choice. Am I going to lay down and die or am I going to outlive this situation? And that's how the the name of the book came across, Soul Survivor, because it, it was not just a physical thing only. It was a matter of my soul, where my emotions, because so many things mm-hmm. came to crush and devastate me at an early age. And so in order to be able to um, 
it was not just about my body. It was my, my soul, my emotions, my will, my intellect, everything that I had to deep survive. I had to survive. Right. I had to survive. I had no choice. <laughs> well, it's interesting when you say you had no choice, it's either it's either prosper or perish. Yeah. And for it, me, that wasn't a choice. <laughs> because you chose to I chose live. To live. And that is what has kept me going because even as you would have read the book, you saw situation after situation after situation. Each one of them I had to choose whether I was going to lay down and die or if I was going to make it through to the other side. Yes. And you're talking about circumstances and situations that were largely outside of your control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Abuse, for example, you have suffered abuse as a child and also as an adult. As an adult, yes. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading your story, then my heart just went out to you because I hate that people have to go through these things. Mm-hmm. They didn't choose it. They don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. And any of you who are listening, if you're in that kind of a situation, please know that you don't deserve it. It's not because you're a bad, evil person that these things happen. It's just simply part of our earthly experience. I I came upon an idea just a few weeks ago, Linda, and I just want to run this by you because some of your experiences were certainly extreme. Mm. And the idea that I came upon was the extreme does not equal extraordinary. Hmm. Because although your experiences are extreme, they're also common mm-hmm. to our species. That's right. That's right. And uh, that connects with a thought I was having because as I was going through, I remember someone saying to me <laughs> at that time, I didn't take it too kindly, says, what you are going through is not for you. And I thought, well, give it to the person who it belongs to. I thought, (laughs) but in hindsight, I understand because now that I've gone through, like you said, it's not extraordinary because there are others. And so now that I've gone through, I can be empathetic, sympathetic, understanding of what others have gone through. I can now say, this is where I'm at. I understand exactly what you're talking about. You don't have to explain it down to A to Z because I understand. And this is what, you know, I can say this is what happened and this is what God did for me and this is how I came out. So many times, though it might be intense or as you say, but it's not extraordinary. There are people behind you coming with a similar story. I've heard so many, since I wrote that book, I've had so many people call, write, email, text, whatever, to say, wow, that's my story. That's what I'm going through too. Yeah, that's my story. And you had to face some of your own fears, get out of your own way, even to share the story. Yeah, that took a bit of doing because for me it was, exposing it was vulnerability that i did not want to and as a pastor you didn't want your business you know especially living, uh-huh. <laughs> living in the west indies all that shady in, stuff in a, in, in a small you know small island where everybody knows everybody kind of thing you didn't yeah. want that you, you didn't want to be seen so it i struggled with god about it but then i i gave in because i realized not only 
uh, did I realize he said that when you write this book, it will be part of your healing as well as for others. Yes. So being able to give it, being able to share it was also part of my healing. That is such a, a tender mercy, I think, that as we stretch, become vulnerable, share our extreme but not extraordinary because other people experience extreme, it too. I'm going to write that down. Our, our extreme but not extraordinary story, it, help, it frees us in the tender mercy as we serve others, as we reach out and share for the purpose of lifting and elevating others and liberating them from whatever's holding them captive. That's, that's right. That's it right. also frees us in the right. process. That's right. That's right. It liberates them from guilt and it also liberates them from shame mm -hmm. because some people think, well, if some only know about me, they would not like me anymore. They would not include me or whatever the case may be. But then to hear right. someone, I remember a young woman I gave my book to and I said, I told her a little bit of the story and she looked at me and said, you you yeah, right. not believe by seeing me. I said, well, truly, the person in that book and the person right here are two different people. But yes, I was that person in that book. And, you know, so there's no shame it to 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 be had because this is what this is life. This is this is right. life. It's unfortunately a, in some ways. Yeah, it's a story really of of transformation of. You know, on this show, as we talk about live on purpose, mm -hmm. you take whatever life hands you. Mm -hmm. And then from that raw building material pile of stuff that you have, mm -hmm. you create what you're capable of creating. And and I'm sure as, as you share your story with us and they're like, really? You? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at you as as the powerful spiritual beautiful woman that you are and they think there's no way that she it has experienced, that. experienced what i have mm -hmm. and that is that's the truth but i'm not unique as you said it's not extraordinary but right more people come out and we share the more we open you know one time god said to me he will not um what we don't expose there will be no closure if we don't have exposure. Ah. So if you don't expose, there'll be no closure from him, at least. There'll be no, you know, what we don't reveal cannot be healed. So we have to have a come to a safe place where we can share our story because as long as we keep it hidden, the we will not get healed of, of those the broken places in our lives. And we can see that through scripture when he said, Adam, where art thou? Like he knew where Adam was. <laughs> he, yeah. was saying, Tell, he wasn't trying to locate him physically. He was saying, I want to locate what's going on with you, Adam. Tell me what's going on. He, like, he, yeah. didn't, he knew where Adam was, but it was not about location, physical location. I want to know what's going on because they had already sinned and feeling shame and hiding. But God says, "Where? what's going on with you? Come, talk, talk to me. Right. Let's have a talk. Yeah? And you mentioned the word shame because I think the alternative to being humble and disclosing and realizing we're not extraordinary after all, Mm -hmm. which is such a relief, but the alternative would be hiding in guilt and shame. Yes, that's right. 
and that's that I think is case. caustic to the human yes, soul. It is, it is, because then it festers, and that's why we have so much dysfunctionality and going on in our lives. When because mm-hmm. it, we don't open up to be healed, we we are so afraid uh, of. You know, healing is painful as well as the situation. You just have to choose which one of the pain you want. So, uh, because if I have a broken arm and I go to the doctor, there's sometimes he probably have to break the bone a little bit more to reset it. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, it in that pain, I am heading to down the road in a journey of healing. But if I keep it, it will heal in a way that might just keep that that whole limb out of out of disorder, dysfunctional. You've seen people right. who's broken their hands and it never healed straight, you know, because they kept it and it never got into the right split. Right. I, I remember what Tim Hansel said about this in his book, You Gotta Keep Dancing. Oh, I, I, I remember really his, okay, a long time ago. Yeah. Pain is inevitable. Misery is optional. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found that in my life. I think you probably have in yours as well. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, Linda, as we get into our second half today, I would love to explore what some of the principles are that you have learned that allow us to survive as we've talked about it yeah. here in this first half. Yeah. Folks, this is Reverend Pastor Linda P. Jones here at Live On Purpose Radio. <laughs> We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me. DrPaulJenkins.com. And we're back. Pastor Linda Jones at Live On Purpose Radio today. I'm enjoying this conversation, Linda. This Thank has you. been so fun. I am. So I am. So am I. And, and you're sitting in the beautiful Caribbean nation of Barbados. Yes. And I'm freezing in the mountains of Utah <laughs> through the miracles of, of technology and the world we live in now. The borders have come down. Yeah. That, isn't that a beautiful thing? It's beautiful. The world has become small. Well, and even our uh, our common friend, Camelita Nuttall, who is in yes. the UK, but was... He is in the UK. You are in Utah. Jamaica, I'm in Barbados. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what a, what a beautiful thing. And we, we acknowledge during the, the first half, Linda, that uh, although our experiences may be extreme, they are not extraordinary. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you agreed to that, because as I read your book, you certainly had extreme experiences. 
That's right. In, including abuse of various kinds and uh, circumstances and situations that some people would not have perish in. That's right. That's right. Uh, you have survived. You've risen above that. You've used your experiences to build really the ministry that you have now. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, to share with people the principles that allow them to, as we say on the show, live on purpose. Right. As I cue that up for you, Linda, what principles rise to the surface for you? What comes up first that you want to share with our guests here today about uh, what it takes to survive? Well, I would say the very first, and it's indispensable. Hmm? It's keep a grip on hope. Keep a grip on hope. On hope. Yeah. David said in Psalm 130 verse 5, I wait for the Lord and in the Lord's word I do hope. It says that you can survive 40 days without food, three days without water, eight minutes without air, but only one second without hope. Mm. People who commit suicide are people who have lost hope mm. and if you don't keep a grip on hope now this is not i hope so but you have to hope in something like when i was about in my book i talk about i didn't know much about scripture or god or anything but i had this hope in my heart that i used to sing a song by barbara streisand that when someday somewhere there's a place for us somewhere peace and quiet and i used to sing this song by barbara streisand and it was my hope song it was what kept me as a six seven eight year old child going through all that mess in my household mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that was absolutely traumatic and i that that is the thing I remember the most. So when I had to write these 12 principles, that was it. That was indispensable. Keep a grip on hope. I hope that this will not last. Linda, I teach a model of positivity that I've developed in my 30 years of experience as a, a clinical psychologist. And this model of positivity has to do with a couple of different processes that are going on in our mind. And one of those I've labeled creation, creation mm -hmm. of what is to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. So as you bring up hope, okay, hope, mm -hmm. hanging on to hope means that we have to somehow in our mind, be able to predict better things to come. If you don't have that hope, you will not survive. And that hope has to be grounded yeah. in something that is firm and sure. And for me, as, as a minister of the gospel, that hope is grounded in God's word and in him as, as right. a, you know, who he is. So even, but as a child, then it was just a song that I had. It was just a, a hope yeah. that someday this mess that I will be living in somewhere different, it would not. I did not know anything else. I just knew that this song was my hope song, and so I sang that song. I'm telling you, it was amazing. I kept on singing that song and looking up into the sky. So keep a grip on hope. One thing I love about that, Linda, and your story exemplifies this: when you have that principle in place, it cre it changes something in your brain. Yes. 
it allows you to roll forward and actually create some better exactly. outcomes. That's right. Exactly. With whatever exactly. materials that whatever, you can get. Exactly. And then from that hope, everything else can flow. The other right. thing is choose not to be a victim. You can either, mm. you know, vict like I told you, victims, you hear of the Holocaust victims because they survived to tell the story. I mean, Holocaust survivors, survivors. The, victims, the victims did not survive. So you have cancer survivors. They lived, they outlived the cancer. Cancer victims right. are dead. So you have to choose not to be a victim. You have to make decide that, you know what, this is not... I don't have to be conditioned by my past experience or experiences. You know, victims don't survive. They, they eventually die. Linda, I can tell, and because I know a little bit about your story, you're talking about a choice about your mindset. That's right. Because you don't get to choose whether you're a victim of abuse or a crime or something mm -hmm. like that. that. Those things will happen to you. But what you're talking about is a choice regarding how you see yourself and your okay. circumstances. And you made a quite interesting quote. Um, pain is inevitable, but mis pain and misery, which one is? Pain is inevitable. Up? Misery is optional. That's right. So you choose. So you choose, are you going to be miserable or not? But you choose, are you going to succumb to this and sit the rest of your life telling people the bad things that happened to you? You know, you meet some people and they start to tell you about a story and you ask them how long ago it happened and you found that it was like 30 years ago. But when they're telling you it like it happened yesterday. It's like I'm in the middle of this now. Yeah. <laughs> so they are the ones who have chosen to be victimized by their situations or by someone else. You know, right. it's not... You can you should not give people that much power over you. Mm -hmm. You know, right? one of the hallmarks of a victim mindset is this idea about why me? Kind of in a whiny voice, right? That's right. Yeah. Why me? What if we were to just switch that ever so subtly to why not me? Right. When you said earlier, Linda, this was powerful. When you said you came to a realization that this is not about you. Yes, it is your life. Yes, it happened to you, but mm -hmm. it's not about you because extreme is not extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And as you, as you ask, why not me? Mm -hmm. Am I not just as qualified to take this on as anybody else? Well, I believe that, you know, as a believer, I believe God will say, say, chosen you for this you know and i know that you can you can handle it you you have the fortitude and at the time i mean you don't get up one morning and feel like that it's something you grow into because right. once you've decided that you're keeping a grip on hope which is like your your foundational stone your cornerstone then everything else can flow from that you know and then you, you little by little you, you know you get up every day and says you know what i'm going to be better than this and this is going to pass i always say Pain and trouble has an expiration date. Right. It expires. It came to pass. You live in the Caribbean. There are storms occasionally. And, and they always pass. pass. <laughs> right. They always pass. Cause some damage sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but they always pass. That is so... Uh, you know what, Linda? I think we have we have time for at least one more principle. Do you have okay, another one? one another big one for me is give yourself the gift of forgiveness. Now, I say it's a Ooh. gift to you, but you're actually giving 
You have to give yourself the gift of forgiveness. I'm not talking about forgiving yourself. It's forgiving the perpetrators. But it's a gift uh, to you. It's, it's a, a gift, gift to you if you choose forgiveness toward those who have offended you. That's right. Because it releases you. What happens with unforgiveness, not only do you keep the person bound, you yourself are bound to them. Ooh. You've given them power over you. Yeah. They become like a corpse you carry all your life. Why should you be carrying someone who hurt you 15, 30 years ago? No, give yourself the gift of forgiveness. Forgive them, release them so that you, your forgiveness to them releases you to prosper, to be free. So it's a gift to give yeah. yourself. If you, when I can't forgive them, well, think about it as a gift you give yourself. When you think of it that way, it's easier to do. I, I have to tell you, I've had many clients through the years who, like you, have experienced extreme circumstances of abuse mm. of whatever kind. Mm. And I've heard this phrase before. I just want to throw this out there and get your response to it. They don't deserve my forgiveness. What do you, you think know, of that? And sometimes they don't, you think so. But, you know, if we read the story in Matthew 18, we don't deserve forgiveness that we have gotten either. Um, but the fact is you, they might not deserve the forgiveness, but you deserve to be free. That's you deserve to be free. And you Don't know let what? them victimize you twice because keeping them as uh, in unforgiveness causes you to be victimized a second time. You know, Linda, you and I are both people of faith. And from a spiritual perspective, I think that God wants us to forgive others, not because he's giving us the authority to forgive them of their mm -hmm. sins. Mm -hmm. He retains that authority, mm -hmm. but he wants us to get out of his way so that he can do his job. And so that, like you pointed out, it frees us. That's right. To, and there's two kinds of freedom. There's mm -hmm. free from and free and too. That's right. And and it creates both of those. You get to that's right. that image that you shared about carrying a corpse. Um, that's right. Ew. Yeah. Put it down. So you can be free from that and you get uh, to be free to be whole. That's right. Move forward. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Linda, you've you've written the book. Uh, books. You've got multiple books now. Yeah, um, you've shared with us a few of the principles from your book. Uh, there, there are twelve that you 12 go yeah. through in the principles for becoming a soul survivor. Mm -hmm. Where can people best connect to you? Where would you send them? Well, if you go to my website, lindapjones.org, you actually can get three chapters of the book for free, and then you can wonderful. It will take you onto Amazon where you can buy the full um, e-book. So Linda P. Jones.org. O-R-G. And that's where they'll connect to uh, your books. You've got a couple of free chapters already for them right. to download that's right, right there. That right. But and they can connect to the other things that you're doing right. there. Everything well. that I have, all my books they are there that will take you straight to Amazon where you can buy my books. Wonderful. Some are featured on, um, on my website as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Linda, thank you so much for joining us here at Live on Purpose Radio today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. I hope that as you've been listening to my conversation with 
Pastor Linda P. Jones, that you have been inspired to do something, take that action. Please keep your promise to yourself to now go live on purpose. Mm -hmm.